Okay, it's me, it's me, H-E-C-3, also known as Hampton Conway III, better known as Lil Hamp, and sometimes known as Shorty Coco. And this is the Get Fat Podcast. That's right, Get Fat, F-A-T, which stands for Freedom and Transformation. And so that's what this podcast is all about, me sharing some of my own personal experiences and learnings and pains and struggles uh, in order to help others find freedom and transformation. And I'm very excited today to have two very special people with me on the podcast. First of all, being my wife, Kristen Conway, as she's going to be joining us for this very important conversation about holiday grief, about some of those feelings uh, that aren't so good of feelings. And, you know, a lot of people are so excited about Christmas and use all the commercials and all the buzz and everything like that. But it's not always a joyous occasion uh, for everyone. And we want to have a conversation about that. And I have with us uh, Dr. Isabel Ellis that's going to she's going to introduce herself and tell you about herself. And you're going to understand why she's with us today to help us navigate this conversation. So please welcome Dr. Ellis. Hi there. How are you? I am so pleased to be here this uh, evening. Uh, I am a clinical psychologist and I'm licensed to practice in Maryland, D.C. and in Virginia. I co-own a private practice in D.C. and I'm there with two African-American clinical psychologists who have been in practice together for over 30 years. Um, I work with people as young as four, and my oldest client right now is in her 80s. So I work with people of all different ages. I also do a lot of work with schools, with organizations, with churches, and with businesses. I do individual, family, and couples therapy. I do psychological testing, consultation, and a lot of training. I work on school issues, family issues, stress, depression, anxiety, trauma, abuse, diversity, and communication issues. My goal in working with people is to help them to understand themselves so that they can be empowered to be able to meet their own potential. I'm also a Christian and I facilitate the woman's Bible study at my church. And then where I think I learned the most is that I am the mother of two adult children and I'm the wife, a wife, and I have been married for over 34 years. I'm a friend, a sibling, and an African-American woman. All these things come together to make me who I am and go into the work that I do. And I need to let you know, I love, love, love the work that I do. So that's me in a nutshell. That's awesome. And I have to personally say, um, uh, you have been a great support to me and my family, although you have not functioned as my actual therapist. You have always been able to guide me and direct me uh, to folks uh, for myself and for my children. And uh, so I, I really appreciate all your support uh, throughout the years with that. And I've also been a participant. I have been a participant uh, in webinars that you've done with the church. And had an opportunity to, you know, learn from you there as well. So it's very exciting. I'm very grateful 
to have you here. And we're going to jump right into it if you want to start with one of the questions. I will start with one of the questions. Um, before I do, I just wanted to reiterate how important this conversation is right now um, mm -hmm. because we are in the holiday season. And also um, just because in our community we have lost someone, you know, that was very special mm -hmm. and dear to our hearts um, to suicide recently. And so, um, and I'm talking about Twitch, Stephen mm -hmm. Boss. Um, who just died by suicide recently. And so it's, it's a very important conversation to have right now. Um, so I'm glad that you're joining us and you are shedding some light on this topic with us. Uh, first question I wanted to ask you is, what are some common feelings that come up during the holidays? Obviously, I think there is a lot of happiness, a lot of excitement, anticipating Christmas, anticipating getting together with relatives, with friends, with family. Now, of course, that comes as a double-edged sword. There's a relative that I don't like. There's a relative that may have abused me. There is um, the fact that I don't get along with my sibling. So there's a lot of anticipation, a lot of, you know, thinking about what happened in the past, um, what happened in the future. Uh, there's also oftentimes people are perfectionistic around uh, the holidays. They want things to be just so. They anticipate all kinds of things and sometimes it doesn't pan out the way they want. There is perfectionism, there is dread. There's also a lot of sadness, a lot of grief, a lot of loss. Being in a holiday without that person that you love or being alone and lonely uh, thinking about the past, anger, fear, depression. You know, you think it's a time of happiness, but suicide actually tends to go up around this time. Um, a lot of guilt. So the feelings are just going all over the place, very mixed. And a lot of times there's that smile on the outside, but inside there may be a lot of pain, a lot of fear, a lot of disappointment, a lot of depression. So the feelings are just all over the place for most of us during the holiday season. And a lot of times we don't talk about it. Uh, we pretend, we put on that facade on the outside. And that's exactly, I think, what we saw in the media this week. Mm -hmm. A lot of happiness on the outside. Uh, someone who seems like he has it all. And inside there's all kinds of things going on that probably none of us or many people didn't even know was going on. So it's a time of a lot of mixture. And how do you think that the pressure to perform and keep that smile on the outside adds to uh, that sense of sadness and depression on the inside? I think performers, I mean, I have a son who performs and, you know, he gets up on stage and he is it, but then he comes home and he still has to take out the trash. You still have to do the the day-to-day -day kinds of things. And yet when you're out there, you're smiling, everybody's looking up to you, everybody's expecting this, that, and the other, but inside they don't really want to know, uh, or a few people really want to know. And then there's a the fear to show it. And especially with, you know, people who are very much in the media, 
everybody's looking at them, everybody's criticizing, their eyes are rolling, and then they're going to, you know, who knows what they're going to say about them. Um, so it's very, very hard because the distinction, you know, it's feast or famine, it's happiness or sadness. Um, the, the in-between is not allowed oftentimes for people who are in the limelight and for, and for a lot of us too. In our and I was just going to say the same thing. It's not just those in the media, yes. but parents, yes. you know, you got to perform at work. Yes. You got to keep it all together mm-hmm. with a smile. Yes. 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 Yeah. Um, there's a unique aspect to all of this that we have encountered over the last few years now, and that is the pandemic. Yes. So we already had, you know, certain personal and, familial issues going on and then all of a sudden we've got this other huge issue lumped on top of that how do how do you think or what what do you have to say about how the pandemic and covid has attributed to uh some of what's happening i think in monumental ways first there's all kinds of losses loss of people loss of health loss of our current way of doing things loss of traditions, all of that leads to a lot of different feelings. Then there are all the different changes, changes in how we do things, who we can be with. And then there's added stress, fear, anxiety, depression. So on top of what was already there, we have this ongoing COVID situation. It's not just COVID, it's also all the stuff that was going on, the racial tensions, all the stuff that was going on in the media. Um, You know, I don't think a mother who is um, scared for her African-American son is crazy. I think she's realistic. (laughs) And yet, you know, going to the wrong therapist or whatever, she may be seen as being uh, too much anxiety, crazy. Um, But that, but you walk with that tension all the time in addition to all these other things. So it's just so many things going on at the same time and trying to find the balance, trying to find your footing and your footing has changed. Where we walked is not the same place we walk now. And I'm talking emotionally, spiritually. Tevi. I wanna throw in a little teaser before Chris asks the next question, cause you made a statement um, mm-hmm. just now. You said going to the wrong therapist. Oh, yes. We're not going to get into that now. That's a teaser for another conversation we're going to bring you back for. So I just want Mm -hmm. my audience to know, you know, that we want to have a conversation about getting counseling and what that looks like and how to navigate that and choosing counselors and the different types of so on and so forth. So that's a little teaser right there. Uh, Mm -hmm. You you made my ears perk up when you said that. But (laughs) go ahead. Um. So when it comes to things like a pandemic or any other kind of crisis, a lot of our forgotten uh, victims are children. Yeah. So how would you say that the, the holidays and the grief and all the depression and anxiety and fear, how are the children affected by that? The children are affected in a massive, massive way. Anything that could be going on and is going on with adults is also going on with children. In my practice, I'm getting, I mean, a day doesn't go by that I don't get several referrals of parents calling in about their children, young children, 
with massive amounts of anxiety, massive amounts of depression, fear. Is my mother going to die? Is my father going to die? What's going to happen to me? Am I going to get COVID? Am I going to get sick? Um, and they don't know where to put it. And sometimes you'll see them actually very verbally telling you what's going on, or sometimes their behavior says, please help me, help me. And we have to have to listen to our children. We have to listen to them. Are there any, when you, and I, I want to get deeper into that. So if you said their behavior may say, help me, what are some key things as a parent, you know, that we can look for that, that will alert us that, you know what, my child may be going through something? Um, any of the extremes, a lot of regression in behavior could be acting out. It could be depression. They look sad going in there. Now, teenagers typically don't want you in their room um, or don't want to be around you. And you have to sort of tread lightly, but you can't just leave them alone either. Mm -hmm. um, they may have changes in how they're doing academically, not wanting to get involved in different things, acting out in school, a lot of anger, a lot of depression, beating other kids up, bullying, being bullied. Um, just pay attention to your children. Keep them talking, if, even if they don't want to talk. Find a time that they will talk to you. And there are different times of day and different ways to reach children. It's important that you find a way or your village. You have to have a village. If your child won't talk to you, then hopefully your child will talk to one of your friends that you trust. You cannot do it alone with your children. You must have a village. And your children need to know, and you have to be able to trust other people and not pretend you have it all together. The friends I have, we all are all messed up, okay? Because that's the only way that we can walk together because you have to walk with people in order to help yourself, help your family, be real, have fun, enjoy life. You said a mouthful right there because <laughs> that pressure to make it look like you have it all together. And a lot of times kids do feel more comfortable. There's certain things they can't say to their parents. Right. Right. You know, they need a safe place to say things and you have to admit when you're not that person. Right. And it's right. okay. Yes. Yes. As long as they're talking to someone who has similar values and you know they're going to give your child good advice and you don't have to know what it is as long as you trust that person and you have to do that. Absolutely. So why are we talking about sadness and grief during the holidays? Because it's rampant. It's it's in our lives. Uh, we're not one-sided. We're not all happy all the time uh, because that in and of itself would be another issue. We are a multitude of a whole lot of stuff going on at a time. And it's important to stay in touch with where you are at any given moment and acknowledge it and figure out what you need to do about it, whether you need to talk to someone, whether you need to go out and exercise, whether you need to punch a pillow, whether you need to pray, you know, what it is that you need in order to keep yourself balanced. And it's about a balance. It's not, I'm feeling one way or another. It's a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and a lot of this other stuff. 
what are you talked about some things to recognize in your children and, and, and some red flags there. What about individuals? Mm-hmm. How do how do I as an individual, what things uh, how do I know when I need help? Mm-hmm. You got to stay in touch with what's going on with you, your feelings. How are you waking up in the morning? What are you thinking about? Are you able to accomplish anything? Uh, do you leave things halfway done? Um, are you being productive at work? Um, are you uh, overeating? Are you drinking too much? Are you uh, exercising? Are you taking care of yourself? All of those things speak to how you're feeling. What is your stress level? Um, you have to also know yourself physically. I know for me that I'm stressed when I get this really um, bad headache on the left side of my head and it's just blinding. Tylenol, there's nothing that helps until I figure out what's going on with it's me. It's a cluster headache. And so each of you have to figure out what are the telltale, tell, telltale signs that say that mm, something's off. Uh, talk about how you're feeling. Talk about what's going on. Uh, just do self-assessments on a regular, regular basis. Absolutely agreed. And so just kind of on that same note, why is it so difficult to ask for and accept help? Because I, I, I'm a superwoman. Don't you know that? <laughs> I mean, that's that's the way we, you know, society tries to make us seem as if we, we can do it all. Um, people are afraid to show their vulnerabilities. They're afraid of what it is people will say. They're afraid that if you ask for help, that means that there's something the matter with you. Um, if you ask for professional help, there's a question, am I crazy? Do I have to be crazy to get some kind of support? And the fact of the matter is that we need to just make it okay to, um, to say, I need something. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and 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 that's what it, that's what it is that um, society says that it's not okay to need help, and a lot of us are brought up that way, especially in certain cultures, that uh, we don't share our vulnerabilities. We keep it in the family. We keep all those secrets, mm-hmm. um, but that's not healthy. Now, I'm not suggesting you go and spread it all over the world, but. <laughs> You do need to have some people that you can walk with. And if you need some help outside of the family or outside of your close knit, that you're open uh, to getting it. Now, what if I am that close knit friend or the family member and one of my loved ones, you know, says, I need some help. Mm -hmm. What's my first step? What do I do? You say what's going on? Um, talk to me, uh, see whether they'll talk to you to see what type of help it is that they may need. And then you ask them how you can help them to find what it is they need. Mm-hmm. And what people need more than anything else is number one, not to be shut down mm-hmm. when they're, when they want to talk or need to talk and they need you to walk with them. You cannot fix somebody else's pain, but you can walk with them so as they figure out what they need. Mm-hmm. You can pray with them. Be there. Don't run away from it. 
Um, a lot of us sort of shut each other down because it's uncomfortable to be with somebody who's not feeling good. And it's like, oh, well, let me put a Band-Aid on a chasm. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't work. It's okay to cry with them. It's okay to just sit there and be quiet. We think we're doing people a service by saying it's going to be okay. Right, right, right. And it might not be. Right. It might not be. I was thinking about, um, you know, when we were talking about holiday grief, um, I was also thinking about not just holidays per se, but also significant dates, anniversaries. Yeah. Yes, yes. And... Um, would you say that, you know, you know, birthdays, yes. whether it's mine or the, the, the loved one, mm -hmm. anniversaries, those type of things bring on the same feelings as the holidays do? They definitely, definitely can. It could be a song that comes on the radio that can trigger. They're called triggers. And they trigger your memory and take you back as if it just happened today. And you have to figure out what it is that you need, again, to get your balance. It's all about finding your balance and your footing. And that doesn't mean that you haven't mourned the loss. That doesn't mean that you're back there, but you're back there for a moment. And then you have to figure out what to do. Mm -hmm. Some of these you can anticipate and you can figure out what is it that I'm going to do to honor this person or to deal with the emotions. And some of them just come out of the blue. Um, I just acknowledge it. That's where I am right now. I'm going to sit in it for a minute, and then I'm going to figure out what I'm going to do about it. You can't walk around pain. You got to walk through it. And that's painful. And that's hard. But that's the only way to help yourself. Is there a difference? You just brought up another word. You said the word mourn. You said mourn the loss. Is there a difference between grief and mourning? Technically speaking, Grief is supposedly the feelings that you have, uh, like the anger, the depression, the sadness, and mourning is sort of the process of dealing with those feelings. Okay. Um, but when I sit with someone, they're all there together. <laughs> is, is there a, when you're mourning or grieving, mm -hmm. is, are there healthy or unhealthy ways uh, of mourning someone, or is it just personal? However I grieve or however I mourn is how I do it. Or is there is it possible that we could not be mourning or grieving the way we should? Um, obviously, the far out ways, you know, you go and you do something illegal or something like that. No, that's, that's obviously not healthy. Um, but each of us mourn, grieve, deal with our loss in slightly different ways. There are all kinds of theories about different stages that we're supposed to go through. And, you know, it should take a year and then you're over it. If it was only that simple, it's not that simple each of us are slightly different. And it's not that, okay, so I, I lost my mother, but that, that has nothing to do with the fact that I've had all these other losses also. So it's not simply my mother that I'm sitting here uh, grieving. I'm also grieving the fact that, you know, I had plans for her in my mind. I had, um, you know, memories. I lost my dog. I lost my best friend. And so all these things come together. It's not just one discrete thing that has happened to you. It's, it's all of your life. 
And it has to do with who do you have around you that's walking with you? And are they allowing you to do what you need to do? Or are they trying to shut you down? And are you opening up to that? Um, so the feelings go in and out, the stages that people talk about go back and forth. Um, you have to allow yourself to do what you need and not try and jump into some prescription. Yeah, I, I think you said, you know, it's very important that you're around people who allow you to go through it, but it's also important for you to allow yourself to go mm, through yes. it. You yes. know, I think about, especially during the holidays, everybody else is so happy, mm-hmm. you know, so that in seemingly. itself, seemingly mm-hmm. right, that mm-hmm. in itself creates loneliness because you feel like, well, I have to kind of keep this to myself because everybody else is so happy. I don't want to rain on anybody else's parade. <laughs> Yes. And so you put the pressure on yourself to maintain Mm -hmm. this, you know, outer appearance of happiness just for the sake of being social. And, you know, so that in itself creates a a situation that makes you go deeper into yourself. You know, another point that we were just thinking about, it's not just, and I think you mentioned this earlier, it's not just death that people are grieving. Mm -mm. Um, many times it is a divorce or failed relationship or um, any kind or, or a lot of people have lost jobs, mm-hmm. you know, and so there are many different kinds of situations that people are grieving. Did you want to go into that a little bit? Sure. The, with anything that happens to us, um, there are a lot of different factors. Uh, financial issues are very, very prominent in society today. People have lost jobs or they have um, they have had to get jobs that are below what it is, you know, below where they were making before. Um, people have lost memories. They've lost status. Um, they've lost loved ones. They've lost the idea of loved ones. Um, I'm turned 30 or 40, I'm not married. Uh, you know, there's the thought of, will I ever have a child? You know, there's there's so many things, so much pain going on in society right now. Um, and so all those things come together and, you know, come together for how we feel. Um, it's not one thing by any stretch. And sometimes we don't even know all the different things that are going on. And that's why sometimes when you are in a therapeutic relationship, you're able to sort of peel away the different layers of all the different things that are going on and really understand what's underneath, what's at the core, what are you really, really grieving here. Do you have any final comments or before I I do want to allude to some of the things we're going to have you come back and talk about. But before I do that, um, do you have any final comments or anything? My final comments are to be kind to yourself. Take, um, you know, figure out what really is going on to recognize that it's okay not to be okay. It's okay to have ups and downs and it's important to seek and allow yourself to have assistance and help, to walk with people and to laugh with people 
and to enjoy the connection that you can get when you are with others. Allow that connection and encourage that. We all need it. We really do. Happy holidays. And what I mean by that is more balanced holidays. One of the things I neglected to do was, can you share with my audience uh, about where you are with respect to um, your schooling and licensing and whatnot with respect to uh, what you're doing? I, I, you know, I know it's a bunch of acronyms and other things involved, and I always <laughs> mess them up. So I'm going to let her do that part. So I recently attended Regent University. Um, and my major was clinical mental health counseling. So I graduated in May. So I am technically a clinical mental health counselor. And the process in Maryland is to begin with what's called an LGPC. So that's a licensed graduate professional counselor. So that's the license that I currently have. And, and in the process, you have to do 3,000 hours of supervised counseling. So I just started earning my hours toward getting uh, my 3,000 hours. And then the next step, once I do that, will be for me to apply and receive my LCPC. So I still have a ways to go for that. And one of the reasons why, so that's part of the reason why I wanted to have my wife here with me because of what she is pursuing and what she's doing. Uh, but also, you know, as we have these particular conversations with respect to mental health, um, you know, Dr. Ellis, uh, I hope you're going to come back. I would uh, love to. Because there's definitely so much more I want to get into, particularly just on the practical side of how to get help, what to look for, understanding all the acronyms, because I'm telling you, that's a lesson for me. You know, there were some things that Kristen was able to help me with when I'm looking for a therapist for my children or whatever the case may be. And there are certain things that you have to pay attention to and understand. Um, I also want to talk about now there's a lot of the uh, virtual <laughs> stuff going on. And so I want to kind of talk about the nuances of that. So yes, you know, y'all stay tuned. We're going to have much more conversation around mental health uh, and some practical things to help us in order to find freedom and transformation so it's me it's me hec3 and we're here just trying to give you a little something to chew on so come on and get fat with me on the get fat podcast